What is up, wrestling fans? Welcome to another episode of the Smartout Moment Smack Talk Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Tony Mango. Join me, as always, are Robert DeFelice. I have very poor draft choices. I got to tell you guys, that's what you're going to see here. Isn't this a recurring factor sometimes? <laughs> this is the recurring factor. Hi. And with some very good uh, roster picks, Callum Wiggins. As always. <laughs> Another recurring thing. So that's what we're going to be doing today. We had previously done an AEW and WWE mock draft, combining those two different rosters at that particular time. I forget how many weeks ago it was that this uh, was recorded, and I actually don't know when we're releasing this. We're recording this on the 3rd of August. So if anything changes in the next week or two or whatever when this gets released, and then you go, oh, why would you book this person? They're a real uh, piece of garbage or something. Then we would go, oh, you know, well, we did this ahead of time. So um, keep that in mind. But we did our mock draft already, and we picked our rosters. It's, uh, let me see if I can switch this over right now so everybody can see that on YouTube. Your different rosters. Yeah, there you go. Now you can see on this screen who we are working with. And what we are going to do is what we normally do here. Our follow-up for that is to try to book the best possible pay-per-view card we're in this case kind of multiple pay-per-view cards because we've got a lot of people that we can make out of this group. So we have lots of men and women on both sides. We've got tag teams. We've got championships to factor in. And we want to make the best possible show that we can. So we are going to go one by one, talk about our cards. We're going to break it down, you know, analyze each other's picks, go, yeah, I think you could have done something better with this. Or, you know, that's a really cool idea. I wouldn't have thought about that or anything. Eventually down the line, I don't know when, but eventually we're going to do our combo card or ultimate draft kind of scenario, but we still have a couple other ones in the past we haven't done yet. So, you know, we'll get around that. We'll get around that. But, um, I, uh, think that maybe we should just kind of get started in with us. Um, as we go along here and you have any suggestions, Drop them in the comments below. Make sure that you hit that like button. Subscribe if you haven't done that already. Ring the little notification bell. And if you think that somebody might be interested in this, hit the share button. You know, pass this around. Maybe they post it on like a, you know, a Reddit uh, thread or something or a message board or I don't know, whatever it might be. If you're just kind of like, hey, check these guys out. They got these mock draft things. That'd be really awesome. Anyway, um, let's get started. If there's nobody joining, then uh, uh, jumping, I should say not joining. If there's nobody jumping, then I'll do it. But figure, give you guys first crack if you want to. I, I, I'd like to save mine for a little bit if I could. All right, Rob, you um still working on yours a little bit, right? Would you like me to? Would you like me to go first? I have the card here. It's just, it's you won't see it on the sheet until after this is uploaded. But I have the card here. Go You'd like it. me to get get us started i absolutely can go for it then so i did not unlike these two i did not divide my card into two nights there are 16 matches on this card but that is mostly a attempt to get people on this card by way of many 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 multi-person tag matches (laughs) i really feel like the names i drafted weren't very main event level to a certain extent. So I didn't feel super comfortable splitting the card. And for some reason, like you'll see here, I got, I just started drafting all of the Indian talent. 
Like, I, you, know, you <laughs> go to make this card, and suddenly it's like, I got Veer, I got Shanky, I got Satin Singh, I got Jinder. I, I don't know entirely what my thought process was there, but that's what we got. <laughs> so let's just get started here with our AEW-WWE Forbidden Door card, which starts with the Young Lions of Lee Moriarty and Nathan Frazier going one-on-one. I think that's a fun way to open a card, right? Like two high-flying greats of the formerly of the indie scene now thriving in their individual promotions. And I'd like to see them see what they could do. I don't know much about Lee Moriarty, so... (laughs) I, I think it'll be a fun match. I think uh, I question your use of the word thriving for both guys. In that thriving in terms hey, hey, they are hired. Yeah, they're hired. That's what they're I'm hired. That's, that's thriving in someone's world. <laughs> um, next, we got a tag team match. I wanted to do a little more with Carmelo Hayes, but as I started looking at my roster, didn't have people I really could have matched up with them. So it's Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams against... Daniels and Kazarian of SCU. I'd be up for saying it. Yeah, I feel like this is a very, again, kick off the show. Nice little tag match. We saw plenty of that at the Real Forbidden Door card with AEW and New Japan. I would put Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams over because youth, and I didn't mention it, but I'd also put uh, Lee Moriarty over. Nathan Frazier. Um, next, we have a match that we've seen. And it's probably a crime being the slow on the card, but I do enjoy them. Shinsuke Nakamura and Samoa Joe. Good. We've seen it. They're going to beat the shit out of each other. I love these guys. I'd watch it every time. So now, question about this, and this isn't necessarily going to spoil anything, but did you guys approach this as every match needs to be AEW versus WWE? I did. I tried to, at least. I, I, did, I did not. I I have many circumstances. I'll say many circumstances, but a lot of circumstances where it is AEW and WWE guys on the same team. I'll say that I also have that as well. I forgot about that aspect of it until I had written up the majority of the card, and then at that point I liked enough of it that I didn't want to switch it all around. But I don't think that I would have had the option to do that. I think I would have ended up with like a good half of the people not on the card if I would have done just strictly company versus company. So keep that in mind, everybody. If you're like, well, why is the why is this person against the other person, or you know that kind of thing? But technically speaking, Shinsuke and Mojo is an AEW and WWE crossover thing right now. So, like for example, just to talk about some of the things that I struggled with my card, I didn't have nearly enough. AEW women like I mm-hmm. I was like where's Baker I was like where's Hikaru Shida because immediately I thought I drafted Shida and one of the matches was going to be Mako against Shida and then I didn't have it so spoiler unfortunately Mako's not on the card and I would have loved to have been able to get her on the card but continuing on here I would put Samoa Joe over Nakamura and we have a six person tag team match uh, this is a bit of that crossover because it's Sunny Kiss teaming with Reggie and Quincy Elliott against Ryan Nemeth and J.D. Drake of The Wingman and Aaron Solo. This is a match to get some flamboyant personalities together. I think you know, a lot of entertaining stuff here. Sunny Kiss and Quincy Elliott was one of those things that I said, I'm going to pair them. I just don't have anything 
major for them. And I think that this fits. This would be on like the kickoff mm. kind of kind of thing. I could see that pairing. Then we have Dolph Ziggler against Jungle Boy. Totally down for that. You can't tell me that wouldn't be good. You can't tell me Ziggler wouldn't shine all day as he puts Jungle Boy over. I think this match is something I hope we get to see. Ziggler's one of those guys that I really hope just does one run, like one six-month run in AEW. I love these two dudes. Jungle Boy wins in what I assume would be a good match. Yeah, that's essentially the... That's the Ziggler role in WWE is to put the new guy over or put the young guy over. So, so yeah, I think that's essentially his speciality. He's crafting niche doing that now. So doing that with Jungle Boy would make total sense. And we got a knockout only. This match can only end by knockouts. It's Anthony Agogo against Rampage Brown. <laughs> I, what I've seen of Rampage Brown when I watch NXT UK, I really enjoy a go-go had like one moment in the sun and nobody wants to talk about it anymore. But I feel like these two would have a very good tough man style match. And for that, I'd put a go-go over. He's going to go-go over. He's going to go-go over. Yeah. <laughs> and there, there's this one personal favorites of mine. Really wish that these two women got to have an extended program in WWE. They did not. Rhea Ripley against Athena. No uh, belts or anything on the line, right? Right. Uh, no belts for this one. Yeah, yeah. A uh, big heel woman against the high flying, more technical. Uh, I guess more technically efficient baby face. Yeah, I think again that's just a perfect dynamic. I'm sure the match would be very good as well. Yeah, I would put Ripley over here. And I imagine, again, this match would be great. I, I do have a women's title, a mid-card title, a tag team title, and a singles, but I didn't, like, split it into brands or anything like that. Um, continuing on here, we have a match that I assume if this person was still in WWE would probably be a match we would see down the line. Jake Hager against Gable Stevenson. Jake Hager's an and still a wrestler. Gable Stevenson's a gold medalist. You know, you see where this is going, obviously. And Stevenson would win because Jake Hager puts people over. That's what he does. I'm a little shocked that you didn't go. I, th- I was thinking that you would end up going potentially Braun Breaker against Gable Stevenson. But I like the idea of uh, Hager instead. That's a much better idea. So with Breaker, I'll just say this. I didn't put him here because as I looked at the card, I went, do I want to put him against Solo? But I think I've done that on other cards, and I don't want to really do NXT versus NXT. So I couldn't find a fun enough spot for Breaker because I tried to just like really let this be a bizarre, playful show, as you'll see at the next two matches. It's Ruby Soho, Cora Jade, Shotzi, and Liv Morgan against the Bunny, Isla Dawn, Abaddon, and Fiendess Alexa Bliss. Oh, so it's, uh, it's the alt chicks. <laughs> it's the alt chicks against the evil alt chicks. Yeah. <laughs> and then I, I, I've got similar things, so I can't, uh, I can't knock that at all. I would have probably done something similar for that. I'd put the heels over with Bliss pinning Cora. And then we've got Indu Share, because I, I said... <laughs> 
I got Satnam, Sangha, Shanky, and Jinder against Malachi Black, Brody King, Butcher and the Blade, and because he won't leave them alone and just keep showing up everywhere they are, Danhausen. <laughs> I'm glad you didn't put Guru Raj on the opposite side. <laughs> and this match is basically there's going to be some good brawling, but in the end, uh, they're all going to squish Danhausen, and it ends with likely Veer pinning Danhausen to get the win for Indu Share. Too playful for you, Callum. I feel like this is this was a bit much for me, but once I saw it, I was like, I got to do something with these guys. They're I mean, all pl- here. I mean, playful is not the word that I would use. <laughs> okay. Dog shit. That's closer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I'm just getting this vibe from a lot of your things, like. There's there's some really good matches hidden away in there, but then I'm also just seeing like like Anthony Agogo and Gable Stevenson who we haven't actually seen in a that's ring. That's what I'm saying. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. Like I don't know what the what the fuck happened to the roster. I started looking at the roster just like I I gotta make a make a show with this. But I think I think now we get into the fun stuff because the final six matches are actually like really, really fun. I think a here's a good indicator of what happened with your roster about like, uh, what's this like? Maybe like five or six spots above where I drafted the Hardy boys. You drafted sky blue. Why? <laughs> you've uh, got, you've got Shotzi before, uh, let's see before that I've got, uh, yeah, the, well, before I've got the Hardys, before, you know, Brian Cage. <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking, but I'm sure me at the time had a rational reason that I will not try to dissect right now. Mm-hmm. That's probably, um, probably wise. Ladder match for the tag team titles. Okay, now it's okay. Rush and Andrade against the Lucha Brothers, against Los Lotharios, against Santana and Ortiz. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, I'm, yeah, okay, I'm down for that. Yeah. Can't tell me that wouldn't be good. I would put the Lucha Brothers over, but ooh, that this match excites me. Like I was making this and said, like, yep, that's that's the one I want to see. Lucha ladders. Lucha, very lucha ladders. Very, what was the one thing they called the young uh, Escalera de la Muerte? Call it that because this would be a, really fun. Calista would say that they're going to have a a good ladder thing. I I think they would have a good ladder thing. (laughs) And we got the mid-card title. No frills. Just Rey Mysterio. And in our fantasy world, he's at his very best against Darby Allen. Totally down for that, too. Yes. Yeah, that's a match. And Darby wins here because we're putting the youth over. That's one of of those matches that makes you wish that that, um, Mysterio signed with AEW. Yeah, and I bet they pushed too. All right, now we got a cage match: Ronda Rousey, Paige Van Zant. They're in a cage because they do MMA things. I imagine this would be good, as good as they can make it. I feel like with their MMA stylings, they can work. You know, they can find a way to make the match work for them. And I'd put Ronda over, but it'd be a very competitive, worked MMA style match. At least on paper, it makes sense. It makes sense on paper. I don't know if an execution it would be. 
as good, but it makes it's something I would want to see. All right, we got TLC. And when I say TLC, I want you to think 2012 Shield, Ryback, Team Hellmel. It's Edge, Christian, and Randy Orton against the Undisputed Era. Because that's the kind of match I would book. I like I saw Edge Christian Norton and I thought, well, who can I pair them against? And once I realized that of course I have the UE boys, it's that is something I definitely think I would enjoy. And for this it would be um Cole Fish and O'Reilly. Do you have strong? I do have strong. Who I'm sure can pop up there as well, but I couldn't think of like a fourth. So it's it's Edge and Christian, and you got the Ray RKO connection against Unspeedera, and I think that they would absolutely fucking tear it down. And I'm putting the Unspeedera over because, again, putting the youth over. Yeah, I'm looking at your roster right now, trying to figure out if there was a fourth I would throw in there, and I'm like, mm, nobody really standing out. It's not like you could just be like, oh, Grayson Waller is teaming with them. <laughs> you know, like, like that that's really... a lot of what I faced here, where it was like, oh, that's a great idea. Okay, I can't think of anything to round this out nicely. You know? So, Roderick Strong's not on your card. I would imagine he'd be featured in this match as, like, he's there because it's no DQ. He doesn't have to stay away. Okay. You know? I know. I'm just uh, uh, silently coming to terms with the fact that you've got Aaron Solo on this card and not Roderick Strong. <laughs> Roderick Strong is on the card, damn it. He's featured here. <laughs> Here's um, where the main event, Luther and Serpentico against <laughs> Well, don't spoil it now. No, it's a triple threat for the women's title. Bianca Belair, Charlotte Flair, and Thunder Rosa. Yeah, that works. Yeah. Because originally it was uh, Bianca and Rosa, and I, I was going to do something else with Charlotte, and then I looked around and I said, I don't have any like great AEW women again. <laughs> so I put Charlotte in this match, because, of course, she's going to be featured at the tippy top. Hard. And I think, if, I think if you wanted to split into two singles matches, I would have put Charlotte with uh, Satamora. Yeah, that that was my idea, but that's where I think sticking with the WWE versus AEW bit me in the ass. Um, and in the main event for the world title, it's Kenny Omega versus AJ Styles. To, to the best of my knowledge, they've never, like, Kenny at his peak never fought AJ. Because he turned on AJ and then AJ left. Yeah, that's yeah, that is the actual thing. Is that uh, since uh, Kenny Omega became the leader of Bullet Club, uh, kicking Styles out in the process. Yeah, they never had the actual match to follow up that angle. Yeah, so this would be that match. Like, yeah, that's that's a, it's a it's a really big match to do. It's again, it's one of the reasons why I wish that uh, Styles left to join AEW when his contract was up so they could literally just for that one match and then he could have <laughs> gone back to WWE afterwards but that was like I agree like this is this is one of those things where immediately on paper that was the main event I thought about maybe yeah. adding Adam Cole and then I said no and that's when I decided the UE match I mean you I could add Adam said. Cole then put Roderick Strong in that match I could have, but then but I, I like it's not the as strong of a match either because you got Edge, Christian, and Orton are very clearly outmatching Fish, O'Reilly, and Strong. Right, you need you need Adam Cole. Like he needs that. He gives match that extra edge. No pun intended. Um, and then I got I booked the women's match, and 
So like the first six matches, I was very confident in my card. And then I said, can I stop here? <laughs> because <laughs> I lost the confidence in the roster. And I think for what it's worth, it's fun. I do have like a lot of matches that I would genuinely enjoy to see. But obviously, I wouldn't want to water our card down too much with multi-person matches. It's just I really wanted to try and get as many people on the card as possible. Looking at your roster again, there's not many people that you drafted past, say, Ziggler, that I'm like, oh man, I wish I would have gotten that person. I mean, there's plenty of talent. Like, you know, I'm not going to deny that, like, say, uh, Matt Tidal is not a fun guy to watch or that, was that, you know, what uh, was the order of this pick? Like, why, why <laughs> was I just like, you know, you know what? I think I'm going to go with Ezekiel. Like, I, I don't know what my brain was doing at the <laughs> moment, but well, I think you short circuited around at the point that you picked Paige Van Zandt immediately after I picked Kenny Omega. And then uh, obviously you got traded him back, but that was when. Oh, that's right, right. I, 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 I picked Roman yeah. Reigns. Yeah, and we did a trade. Okay. This was that was the whole trade thing. What was it again? It was um. So so I traded uh Ro- I traded Kenny Omega with Rob for Roman Reigns, and then I traded Tony for Roman Reigns for Brian Danielson. That's what it was. <laughs> right. So essentially, so essentially, you guys traded number one picks, and I traded my eleventh pick. Right. So which is, did, which is insane. Because, like, as soon as I saw the roster, Kenny and AJ was the match. So had I not had Kenny, I don't know what the fuck this card would have been. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's really interesting. But I hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope that you out there in listener world can imagine that this would be a fun card. I do think the good outweighs the bad, even if there are there's like some definite stinkers here. I I just kind of feel like my roster was shit. I gotta cut <laughs> my draft game up. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know if I'm gonna get a chance to do this at any point, but maybe by the time that this comes out, because again, we're recording this on August 3rd, it's probably gonna come out two weeks from now. Or it might be next week. I don't know. We haven't quite figured that out yet. But uh, even if it's like next week or so, I might try to dedicate some time to sorting out like what would I do with those cards. Then I might just drop them in the comments or something. But I'm looking at this and I'm like, you know, I I think I would potentially go in some of the same directions for some of the people. Like I probably would put Rousey and Van Zandt together either in a tag team or against each other. But I definitely can't imagine that I would put like induce share. (laughs) Yeah, I don't uh, imagine that you would draft them, but it's like it was sort of almost like, okay, you've spent time building up the joke. Now you gotta deliver that punchline about how much of a stinker. <laughs> like I mean, why the fuck granted he's drafted well down, but I have Dominic. Like why do I have Dominic? Why do why do I have half the people I do? I just I can't imagine what the circumstances of the draft were that I was just like yeah, give me, give me Veer while Callum's out here drafting Chuck Taylor, like you know, like <laughs> what what's happening? Yeah, it's kind of funny when you're looking at this. Yeah, 
So you will see on the screen eventually when Rob um, puts his full card up. I'll I'll show that at the end here. I'll give you a, the full recap, but um, then we'll go around and we'll you know we'll do, double check again and we'll talk about you know what's the best match, what's the uh, worst match, that kind of thing. Um, do you want to go next, Callum, or do you want me to go next? I want Callum to go last. I believe that Callum has the best card. I don't need to I look mean, at your card to know I, I, that. I'm fairly confident, but like Tony's very good at draw at, at uh, fantasy booking as well. So I'll go next I if you want. Yeah, no, he yeah, gave us red, white, and blue pants. I'm not sure he. <laughs> I maintain red, white, and blue pants is still a fucking <laughs> I, great I, idea. I, I love red, white, and blue pants. I was, <laughs> like Tony's is always the perfect balance of like some actually really good matches and just some batshit crazy <laughs> stuff, and that makes him like he's he's the Vince McMahon of this booking table. Whereas, like, not, not in some ways. <laughs> hmm? Sorry? That middle name is, what's that middle name of yours, Tony? Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, but don't call me Vince McMahon in some ways. <laughs> I mean, in some ways. I'm not calling you in the bad ways. Yeah, right. You're Vince McMahon in the booking philosophy and that money that you've been paying people for certain things. <laughs> nah, <laughs> <laughs> Where the hell's my money? <laughs> it's uh, coming in the next contracts. <laughs> So I, I did not, uh, not that you know of, <laughs> uh, I didn't book, uh, like a hundred percent, a two night card. I actually booked a two plus night card. Cause I was like, fuck it. I'm going to put everybody on the card. And then I was just like, let me try to separate what the cards would be and then i ended up with about like another 10 matches or something so i was like all right these are matches that lead up to the two nights i guess so i'm essentially booking a week's worth of content and some of them of course just do not matter um they're you know get those some of those things out of the way we got a singles match between tiger Tehran and boa you know whatever <laughs> again it's not something that really matters that much we got a tag team match between Dark Orders, Evil Uno, and Preston Vance, the two masked ones, against Champagne Supernova, Kenny Williams, and Noam Dar. Again, not a match Is that's really. Name or did you just were you just listening to Oasis? Uh, they kind of went by Champagne Supernova a little bit in the Indies, and uh, ah. Noam Dar's got the Supernova thing. Kenny Williams was doing something based off of that forget exactly if that was 100% their nickname or if it was something like a playoff that, but I'm calling them that. And it's mostly just, hey, you got the two funny uh, comedic kind of masked guys against Williams and Dar, who are more of like the kind of funny arrogant heels and all that. I think I'd probably go Tiger Tehran being Boa, and I would most likely go with Uno and Vance losing to Williams and Dar. We got another tag team match. The... <laughs> I forgot I named it this. <laughs> oh, God. So we got Brooks Jensen and Josh Briggs against Charlie Dempsey and Jordan Devlin, a.k.a. the Country Boys against the Cunty Boys. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> because the two old Country Boys that are baby faces against two uh, from the UK who are real cunts. <laughs> and uh, Jensen and Briggs. <laughs> Jensen and Briggs actually get the win over Dempsey and Devlin because uh, Dempsey and Devlin just are so uh, surly that they don't get along. And it leads to, you know, the, the team breaking down, essentially. We had a Varsity Blues tag team match. The Creed Brothers against the Varsity Blondes. Why? What? 
Why is it a name? Have a name here? (laughs) As many as I could. Why not? Yeah. Why not? (laughs) Okay. So yeah, that works out. Yeah. So essentially, like it's just two guys repping college colors, like two teams repping college colors against each other. That'd be. Yeah, the the rival schools essentially. Mm. And I think that actually could be a fun match too. I think Creed Brothers are fun. I like Pullman and Garrison. I'd be able to see that. That actually almost made the normal card. And then I was just like, ah, I'm running out of you know, time. I, I can't put too many matches on there. Another match that I think would be a lot of fun is Imperium's Fabian Eichner and Ludwig Kaiser against Private Party. Don't have a name for it, but it's just a thing. And I'd go Eichner and Kaiser winning that one. Creed Brothers probably beat Varsity Blondes, by the way. Matt's sacred to them. And uh, Private Party makes a joke out of it. They're baby faces. Yeah, that works. Again, yeah, that should be fun. I think uh, Private Party would work well against two guys that are more like technically proficient than they are. And, of course, they're going to get tossed around. You know, Eichner's going to be able to toss them like crazy. And Kaiser's uh, one of those guys that... Who's this he's... Eichner of which you speak of? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I couldn't go with Giovanni Vinci. I do... I did have like a potential spot for him in there, but then I ended up, you know, switching it around. Um, we got another tag team match in my extraneous side. The beauticians, I'm just calling them because I couldn't think of anything better. Carmella and Ginny. I've maintained that Ginny should have been the one that made the mask for Carmella. And they make sense as a team against team brains and brawn. Keanu James and Tatum Paxley. Again, not a match that is going to make the actual card, but I'd be down to see it just for some filler on an episode of SmackDown or something. Why not? It's very heel heel. Yeah, it is, mostly, but I'll go James and Paxley being the baby faces. Yeah, I guess at least one of them is baby face, so it makes sense. We got the Coach Clash. Andre Chase against QT Marshall. Oh, yeah. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> they, should be, they should be fighting for someone. They should be fine to have someone join their crew. I thought about doing that. I actually thought about having them be part of the uh, Varsity Blues thing, mm. that they're on the opposite. Uh, like, QT Marshall could be with the Cree Brothers, and Andre Chase could be with Varsity Blondes. Kind of 50 50. And then I was like, you know what? I'll just keep them separate or something for now. But you can merge them together. You can make them part of that. Same kind of deal. The Coach Clash. It's still sticking that way, though. And the other match that I have on the non-actual card is a six-man tag team match. You got the maximum male models of Max Dupree, Kit Wilson, and Elton Prince, otherwise known as Pretty Deadly and L.A. Knight, against the Ugly Mugs, (laughs) I'm calling them, Pretty Peter Avalon, Sam Gradwell, and Wild Boar. Yep, that works. Was Peter on the ugly mug? The storyline here being pretty Peter Avalon thought he could get into maximum male models and they were like, Oh my god, get the fuck away from us. You're not, oh my- yes, yes, that works. <laughs> okay, so he ends up just being with Sam Gradwell and Wild Boar. Gradwell's Why, got you know, working for <laughs> I would love it if they did, like, you know, they did some maximum male model segments in the build up to this, but it's actually, it's Peter Avalon and wild boar and Sam Gradwell. Right. And just doing their own thing and trying to make themselves look good. Oh, that'd be so much fun. And then you got like the crowd cheering for them because it's like, yeah. you know, who thinks that they're like, we'll do like a pose off. And it's like very clearly the, the fit good looking people should be winning. And then people are cheering for wild boar. You know? I, I swear 
Peter Avalon versus Brandon Cutler is one of the best feuds in AEW's history. It is. I, I did <laughs> and, enjoy that. Like that guy is supremely underrated. I know he's always just going to be. He, he can never be like pushed super hard, but like it's always a fun time when he's on the screen. So, like, obviously, that's a match that only one person from AEW is in there. It's pretty Peter Avalon, and. Carrying on here, you're going to see plenty matches where it is just two people from AEW or two people from WWE. Mostly two people from WWE because it's just there's a wider roster. But um, yeah, I tried to get some opposite things here and there. So now we're going to get into the two actual main card things. You got a singles match between Sammy Guevara and The Miz. Sammy Guevara being the babyface here. <laughs> it's a little bit of a stretch considering he's a better heel, but I think that between the two he's the one that could pull off being maybe not as necessarily the baby face but like the guy you're gonna cheer for more and they're trying to like out douchebag each other in a way i think that guevara and the miz could end up having a pretty decent match together and uh sammy guevara ends up winning that the fun fact when i thought that i had common sense and picked guevara i was gonna do something with him in theory and uh I like that because it's kind of along the lines of what I was going to do. I'd be out for Guevara theory too. Do you have theory or does somebody else? Uh, I have theory. Yeah. Okay. I was like, what do I, do I have theory? on It's been a while since I looked at this list. That's why I was like, oh, I forgot about the cunty voice thing. <laughs> <laughs> I still think that's great. Uh, I also have a singles match between Brian Cage and Dominic Dijakovic. Because they're big men who flip. Can't imagine that that's going to be bad. Brian Cage goes over. He's a heel. He's a heel. <laughs> He's a heel, damn it. I've got my standard mean girls match. The uh the bitches against the baby faces essentially. <laughs> you know, it's it's always a thing. And here I've got four names on each side that I I put in there as like, all right, if I needed to throw them onto the card, they're also on there, but that makes it too big. Yeah, I want to make it 10 versus 10 or anything. So the four on the heel side that don't quite make the card are Aaliyah, Amel, Ariana Grace, and Brooklyn Barlow. And the four on the babyface side that don't necessarily make the card are Angel Hayes, Myla Grace, Thea Hale, and Amari Miller. But the ones that do make it are on the heel side, Mandy Rose, Gigi Dole, and JC Jane, so Toxic Attraction, Penelope Ford, and Red Velvet. And the babyface side that does make the card are Naomi, Indy Hartwell, Fallon Henley, Leva Bates, and Julia Hart. Not going to take up too much time on the card, but I think that's a standard enough affair to get a bunch of people in there. And I didn't want to have two battle royals, and you know that you're getting one. <laughs> this is another match that I thought maybe would be better off on the, the like, you know, episode of raw leading up to it or something but if i was going to swap anything for that it probably would be that i would add the andre chase and the varsity blondes and then the qt marshall and the brutus uh, and julius match probably swap that into here but i figured nah i'll toss that in there for that and i got another uh women's match this one is a number one contenders match nikita lions against raquel rodriguez Raquel is the heel, and Raquel is going over. Oh, yeah. Yeah. See what uh, Nikita can do against someone who's a bit more 
I guess more in ring competence. So, someone who's more her size, I guess, is probably the best. Yeah. Expression. For context, there's a number one contenders women's match and a women's title match on both cards. So they're because there's two titles, so why not? So previous uh, the next night, I should say, you're gonna get another number one contenders match. We got a singles match between Orange Cassidy and Sami Zayn. That's fun. Down for that. Can't imagine that that wouldn't be a hell of a lot of match. A uh, hell of a lot of match. Hell of a lot of fun. Hell of a lot of match. match. <laughs> it would be a hell of a lot of match. Hell of a lot, hell of, a lot of match in that fun. <laughs> Obviously, Orange Cassidy is babyface. Sami Zayn's the heel. And I didn't pick a winner between the two. I wasn't entirely sure. I think I would lean more towards Orange Cassidy getting the win. Yeah, I'd go with the babyface winning on that one as well. Sami Zayn, I think, could pull off the shock of losing. More so than just the downer that Orange Cassidy didn't win. So yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna put him in bold. Orange Cassidy wins that. There's nothing on the line. So yeah, it doesn't matter who wins. We got a tag team match between the Celtic connection of Drew McIntyre and Sheamus against a team that I did not name yet. So I currently have in parentheses Team Spooky Blah Blah. <laughs> it's the Demon King, Balor, and Sting. So McIntyre and Sheamus against Balor and Sting. Um, I get it. I think Sting and Balor is one of those things that a lot of people were into when Sting was in WWE, you know, but, uh, spooky blah, blah, you know, I think that's the star here. <laughs> Team spooky blah, blah. Maybe the, the king and the Sting or something. I don't know. Demon Sting. Uh, singles match between Keith Lee and Kevin Owens. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, Team Spooky Blah Blah wins, by the way. And uh, Keith Lee beats Kevin Owens. Oh, I get that. Yeah. I didn't name my mid card titles. But you got one of the title matches is heel champion Chris Jericho beating babyface challenger Matt Riddle. Thinking maybe that's Intercontinental title match. That'd be fun. Like Jericho, again, he's not Jericho of old, but putting out, well, I presume, is he putting over, or does Jericho win like Jericho always does? Jericho wins. Yeah, of course. <laughs> but him him fighting against the younger guy that could do some good stuff with him, I think that's, I think that's fair. Jericho wins in the kind of mentality where it's like, all right, kid, you're rubbing people the wrong way on the roster, but you got a lot of talent. I was in that kind of scenario before. Let me teach you some ropes and cheat to win kind of thing. Riddle clearly has the match won at one point. Referee's down, you know, whatever you want to do. Jericho gets like a roll up with the tights or something. I think I that's it. actually uh, one of the matches that I would be most excited about. Maybe not necessarily the one, but yeah. We got the Women's Elite Championship match. Asuka going in as heel, retaining over babyface Io Shirai, or Io Sky, as she is now called. Again, this is not an AEW and WWE crossover, but you really going to deny Asuka versus Io? <laughs> No, definitely not. It's, it's a match that we haven't yet seen on WWE TV, I don't believe. So down for uh, it. I imagine we're going to see it next week. Good chance of it. Good and I don't imagine it'll be as good if it would be on a big, like, 
whole massive cross-promotional WrestleMania-style card, but I'm still looking forward to it. Well, right now, I mean, depending on if they change their mind, right now it's Bianca, Alexa, and who was the other one that was joining them? Oscar. It was Oscar. Yeah, it was Oscar. That's why I said it. <laughs> and then we got EO and Dakota, and yeah, so I mean, we might. So the main event of night one is the Elite Championship match. So we're not going to call it the All Elite, you know, just the Elite Championship. Brock Lesnar going in as champion and heel against Babyface and new champion at the end of this match, Wardlow. I like it. Yeah, that makes sense. Two beefy boys beating the shit out of each other. And you just have the new beefy boy beat the old beefy boy. Yep. <laughs> makes a lot of sense. He's a, he's a fresher beef patty or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, to, be fair, to be fair, it makes sense. Wardlow was your second draft pick, so you were going to put him in a big match. Yeah. So, first match of night two is a tag team match between the Acclaimed and the Street Profits. If yeah. not just for the promos alone. <laughs> yeah, a lot of segments leading up to that would be fun. You got the Street Profits most likely would win that match, I think. Because they're the baby faces, so, you know, let's uh, start the crowd a little bit on the happier side. In a match that I don't think that uh, Callum in particular is going to be super into, but it's Baron Corbin against Damian Priest. Woo! <laughs> That's a match that I think a few years ago a lot of people would have been into. Now I can't even imagine them ever being put in the ring together. It's definitely different over time. But I think that they could still have a good match. And, of course, Corbin is the heel. Priest is the babyface in this scenario. Thought about putting them elsewhere. I thought about maybe even putting Damian Priest in Team Spooky Blah Blah. And then Corbin somewhere else. But, yeah, I just ended up settling on this. Thought about also doing Damian Priest against Brian Cage. And Baron Corbin against T-Bar. You know, just played around with the card. We got the other number one contenders match for the women's side, but this one's a submission match, and it's Sonya Deville against Ivy Nile. Uh, Sonya as babyface. I'm intrigued, but I don't know if it's the best thing. I am intrigued. When you look at the the wide pool of the women that I had um, drafted. A lot of them were in that range of like the Fallon Henleys and the uh, Red Velvets and everything where I'm like, mm, who would really be a number one contender? So I was like, ah, submission match. And Sonya Deville wins, of course. We got a 10-man tag team match. The Winner's Club against the Lovable Losers. So it's a little bit similar to that whole uh, the Mean Girls thing and the Maximal Male Models and all that. But this is just, uh, you know, uh, get the people that can be arrogant heels against people that are baby faces that are a little bit on the comedic side. So the winner's club is consistent of Duke Hudson. I mean, he's yes. a poker guy. So, you know, plus he can also take Axiom and slap him down and call him a nerd. <laughs> that happened on NXT last night. Uh, remember, we're recording this earlier. So, you know. uh, but it's Duke Hudson, MVP, Robert yes. Rude, Sean Spears. And Tony D'Angelo, accompanied by Stax, who is not on the card. Is he still under contract, Robert Rude? Rude? They haven't yeah. said that he's not. Ah. Boy, I hope his contract comes up. 
So you got, you know, Hudson is this big, tall, I'm a big poker player guy. MVP, of course, Arrogant Heel, Sean Spears, you know, Perfect 10, Tony D'Angelo. Hey, I'm the Don of this whole uh, roster. And Robert Roode, glorious one. The lovable losers are Cameron Grimes, Michael Nakazawa, R-Truth, Rick Boogs, and Saxon Huxley. So here's a serious question for you. Are you in favor of the idea if so if Survivor Series was just to go back to goofy five on fives and no real story? Because I feel like you're very inspired by that. <laughs> well, well, that well, well, currently it's Raw versus SmackDown and no real story. Right. Yeah, of, yeah, but <laughs> but Tony wants like, and now we've got you know Mellow's posse versus right. <laughs> Solo's guys. I wouldn't be opposed to it if they would uh, get rid of the brand split. But you could also build stories around it. And, and you... Have, have matches building up between two teams as well. It's like, this is how Survivor Series should be done. And you get people who are like, you know, say MVP is picking on Cameron Grimes and then like R-Truth comes over and is like, hey, you know, like uh, Grimes is a cool dude and whatever. And then MVP enlists Hudson's help because he's huge. And then Boogs comes in to be like, you know, hey, well, I'm the big guy of this, you know, like that kind of thing. You can kind of take a little bit of time to build up what those teams are. And, and it's five on five. So it doesn't need to be an elimination thing. Could be first pinfall or something. It doesn't need to take up a, too much time on the card. Here's a match I think you guys will be interested in. Uh, the winner's club wins that one, by the way, because clearly they're going to win. They're, Michael Nakazawa's team's not going to fucking they're win. They're the winner's club. <laughs> and they're the winner's club. Yeah, so they definitely win. Uh Singles match, though, between these two people I think you'll like. Bobby Lashley against Powerhouse Hobbs. Yeah, boy. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking maybe Hobbs wins that. Hobbs. Hobbs. Hobbs is I'd, the I'd go Hobbs, yeah. Yeah. And he's the heel. Guy's over. So, you know what we're getting next? Big man. <laughs> it's a big man buffet. It feels a, bit, it feels a bit redundant after that match. That's like big enough big men for me already. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like. Would you like the full course buffet after you've had the main entree? I don't know. <laughs> a lot of beef going on here. You know, uh, there's been an instance before where I've eaten steak at a buffet and then I've eaten three more steaks. So <laughs> that was literally the best that's, buffet I've ever had in my life. To his booking right here because <laughs> what do we got for this big man buffet? A whole lot of beef in the ring, as Crowley used to say. So this big man buffet is consistent of on the heel side of things. Cesar Bononi, Commander Aziz, because he's big and a lot of people aren't. Lance Archer, Nick Camarado, the wrecking ball himself. Omas, Rufang, who nobody fucking remembers. <laughs> and Von Wagner. Okay. And then on the babyface side of things, you've got Bear Boulder, Bear Bronson, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Big Show, Luchasaurus, okay. Mace, or Massey. Massey. Odyssey Jones and Otis. Omas wins, right? That's your guess. What's your guess, Callum? Um, I'm trying to think what you would do with that. I'm, hmm, I, I'm going to say this for one specific reason: is because you haven't called him Paul White, that you've gone with the Big Show instead. Callum was right. Big Show wins. <laughs> oh my god! It's the Big Man Buffet. Yeah, he's, he's, he's the Big Show. Big show. <laughs> so, and he is 
like the the overall biggest despite the fact that Amos is taller and Odyssey Jones I think is bigger like just like you know wide um so you know Big Show will be the type of guy that people would team up against but he'd still knock everybody down and do all that thing probably end up being Big Show against Amos at the end and then Big Show gets one over on Amos yeah the only thing I'll say about this and again I know that you won't agree because you, you would have done it the other way around but I think both Lawrence Holder and Luchasaurus would have a better match with Damian Priest and Baron Corbin. Yeah, I mean, you could easily just swap out Archer and Corbin and have Priest versus Archer. Yeah. I'd like that. But it's your card. So you do it. I think, honestly, you, you know what? those yeah. two guys and put them in a one-on-one match with each of Corbin and... Because I'd watch Corbin and Luchasaurus. I think it'd be fun. I, uh, I think I'm going to officially change that, actually. It's Lance Archer versus Damian Priest. <laughs> And Baron Corbin is in the uh, in the big man. Cool. I influence. <laughs> uh, I need to adjust the card now to go along with that. So uh, you can have or, Corbin win the big man by fight now if you want. Cool nah, that. big show still wins. Okay. <laughs> Lots uh, of them nice Corbin. Corbin thinks he's won and then just get punched in the face and not. Yeah, you that's can do kind that. of the Corbin role. That's the Corbin role. I, I'm so ready. I keep seeing the interviews where Big Show talks about the Captain Insano stuff. I'm so ready for him to just do it. Like, I want to see him have fun for a little bit more. I think by doing the uh, the Archer switch, I think I'd go Archer beats Priest. I'd agree. So then uh, we got the mid-card championship match for this night. Again, I don't know which uh, championship this is, but let's call it the uh, t- uh, TNT United States title. I don't fucking know. It's Seth Rollins against, uh, and he's ba- uh, the heel against Babyface and champion Tommaso Ciampa. Ciampa and Rollins, I think, could be a hell of a match. We'll yeah. get it. I'm, I'm certain now we'll get it. Yeah, in, in this era, we'll definitely get it. I hope so. Ciampa goes in as champion, and he retains over Rollins. Here's a match I think we all knew was happening. It's a triple threat tag team championship ladder match. Hardy Boys, Young Bucks, and Usos. I remember calling that out as soon as you drafted them. Yep. Hardy Boys are babyface, Usos are heels, Young Bucks are tweener. And who wins? What's your guess? You being you, you probably gave it to the Hardys. What's your guess, Callum? Uh, I don't think you'd risk the Hardys. It's going to the Young Bucks. Yeah, see, I thought that. Oh, they. I, I thought in my mind it was a toss-up between the Bucks and the Usos. I just didn't imagine you giving the Hardys a win. The Hardys were in contention to win, not just because they're one of the three teams, but I thought about it being like maybe the it's the biggest crowd pleaser. Yeah, and I thought about it in the sense of like Tony's Tony. He'll say it's fantasy world, so we don't got to worry about any extracurricular activities. Right, yeah. That was the yada yada problematic anyway. Jeff Hardy's clean. (laughs) But they're there to mostly be the sentimental favorites who don't win. And then it's between heel Usos and the Jacksons. And I think that, you know, you want to get a pop. So you go with the tweener-ish team. You don't have to imagine the Usos versus the Bucks. It's going to be the greatest super kick party of all time. Yeah, I was going to say, it seems unlikely more and more every day, but... Bucks and Usos should really happen before everybody retires. I'd be down for that. Um, let's see. Then we've got the Women's Universal Championship match. 
Sasha Banks going in as the heel champion, losing to the babyface challenger, Dr. Britt Baker, DMD. Yeah, that's a match. Mm-hmm. One that we almost, we almost could have had at AEW until the last couple of weeks happened. I think Be- I'd flip the results. I think I'd have Baker come in as the cocky champion and lose to Sasha. But either way, it's good. So this essentially sets up between those two different number one contenders matches. Dr. Britt Baker as babyface champion against uh, heel Raquel Rodriguez. And Sonya Deville as the babyface challenger for Asuka. Future card. Hell yeah. And our main event, the world universal, whatever you want to call it, championship match. Roman Reigns, heel champion, against babyface Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes wins. Yeah, that's uh, coming to a a premium live event near you. (laughs) Hopefully. 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 Well, you kind of already said that you're not doing the um, brand versus brand. I was going to ask you. If Cody is representing AEW by default, but they're not doing that. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't necessarily booking that even when I got with the Reigns versus Rhodes, Lesnar versus Wardlow thing. Some of those just ended up being a happy accident, like Baker and Banks, because I was just looking at that and I'm going, okay, I'm going Baker and Banks. But um, if I were to go strictly AEW versus WWE, those matches would probably stay the same, and I'd probably say that Cody's uh, an AEW guy. Orange Cassidy and Sami Zayn would definitely stay the same. That was one of the first matches that I paired them off together. Probably Keith Lee and Kevin Owens would stay the same. Riddle and Jericho probably would. So when you start getting into some of the other ones, like obviously I wouldn't be able to do Rollins and Ciampa. So who do I have replace one of those? And you know, you can play around with that. But when we eventually do our combo, I think we do need to probably make it AEW versus WWE. Yeah, because then that'll that'll give us like more like you know structure. Anyway, this is my card. Uh, We will come back to this a little bit and um, talk about you know positives and negatives and everything like that. But before, I want to remind everybody that my card is sponsored. (laughs) I have a sponsorship on my card, and that sponsorship is Manscaped. Look at that. We're in the middle of. Or actually, at this point, we're not at the end middle of, but then, you know, the way that heat is going these days, it's still going to be super hot in the middle of August, but it is still smooth sack summer. And if you want to take advantage of our promo code, which is SMARK, just the same thing as the website, S-M-A-R-K, get 20% off and free shipping on your order, whatever it is, whether it's a replacement set of blades for your razors or if it's a set of the deodorant type stuff, you know, the shampoo, the conditioner, the uh, crop wipes, anything along those lines. I still, of course, out of all the things to recommend outside of just getting the performance package or the platinum package or anything, I recommend that lawnmower trimmer. Man, that is just such a good trimmer all across the board. The Weed Whacker is still the best nose trimmer that I've ever had, too. So those are two things that I definitely say pick up if you are thinking about picking something up to you know clean up the mess a little bit and make sure that you are smelling good and everything for whatever you're planning on doing. I don't know what you guys are up to these days, but 20% off and free shipping. That's definitely a promo code that you should take advantage of. S-M-A-R-K. 
and let us know what you order you know drop a comment below and be like hey you know i I picked up an order of the cologne and i really liked it or you know whatever it might be and uh we want to thank manscaped for sponsoring us for this and for sponsoring my unofficial pay-per-view card that doesn't really exist and it'll never actually happen but i wish it did (laughs) hey you never know Don't, don't tell yourself short if i ever get control of two companies and can force people to do what i want then yeah then they're gonna do that but plenty of people on these rosters could use these products as well so if any of them are listening hey pick it up smbrk go over to manscaped.com all right so callum we are over on your list here i'm gonna switch back again to show callum's roster for everybody that's interested see what you're working with okay so let's work our way through so Got two nights to deal, night one, night two, 19 matches in total. And there were two things going in my head, both just actually just obviously trying to create the best card as possibly can, which I guess is the, the brief, so that's maybe. But I thought, well, there's more to both WWE and AEW than just the people in it. They also have gimmick match types. So I wanted to incorporate a lot of those gimmicks if I possibly could, and basically make this a whole celebration of both companies as well as just the great wrestlers on both sides so and i managed to get all people on the card as well but that's also because i've got like some some big morty man matches but we'll get to those so we start with on night one casino battle royal for the women 21 names exactly 21 names managed to get that down so that's all good you get the same process as any casino battle royal goes uh so bear with me 21 names Aaliyah James, Anna Jay, Uffy Valkyrie, AQA, which is no longer part of AEW. So again, this is the point where we drop. There's going to be a few. She's not at AEW anymore. No, she's not wrestling right now. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a few people that will be on that list as well. Stay tuned for some people that are no longer part of the companies that they currently are listed on. Dear. Up. Did we lose Calum again? <laughs> oh Christ! Not ready. <laughs> we <laughs> might have lost. Know? Oh, wait. Okay, there, there you go. go. There you're back. <laughs> you are I'm sounding a little bit low, though. I don't know if that's uh, your mic volume or if that's an internet thing. Uh, I haven't moved anything. So, so if that is an internet thing, then be prepared, people. That's all I can really say. But um, I'll get as close as I can. Yeah, there's so, no means for me to bump up Callum on my end, anybody. So you're just going to have to deal with the um, the audio. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but so where did you, where was I up to when you, when you, I, you, so. you had said that you were running down the list and you got to AQA. A lot of other people might not be in those companies either. Okay. Okay. So AQA, then Diamante, Electra Lopez, Emmy Sakura, Amelia McKenzie, Kiara Hogan, Layla Hirsch, Nina Samuels, Sarai, Stevie Turner, Ty Conchi, Tiffany Stratton, Valentina Faroge, Wendy Chu, Zaya Brookside, Zaya Lee, Yuka Sakazaki, and Ulyssa Leon. Pretty much every single one of those makes sense to be in the Battle Royal. Because even somebody like a Tai Kanchi, she probably is arguably the favorite to win. Yeah. You, you want some big names in it to um, to be the favorites, and all the rest of them would just be the ones that would just be the fodder thrown out. And, yeah, I just think that it would be nice to have a casino Battle Royal. The winner would get a shot at the mid-card women's title, which I'll get to when that match happens. Uh, but I'm having uh, Tiffany Stratton win. Hmm. Because, because I, I see a lot of 
a lot in Trixie Stratton. I think that she's progressing very well and she's a great heel. So she's going to be a star. Absolutely. Yeah, so why not get the ball rolling early on that? Uh, then we have a four matches, which are all part of a pure championship tournament. Uh, with the winners of each of these matches qualifying for a fatal four-way match on night two. So wanted to add some sort of tournament in there because AEW loves their tournaments. And so I have Wheelie Utah against Ilya Dragunov with Wheelie Utah winning. Yep. These are all just essentially just going to be, I would really like to see this match, that kind of. <laughs> these would be fun, pure rules matches. Uh, Pete Dunne against Daniel Garcia with Pete Dunne winning. Uh, to be honest, like, since uh, that match with Brian Danielson at Dynamite, I might have actually switched that over and had Daniel Garcia win, but I'll stick with Pete Dunne for now. Uh, Jonathan Gresham against Drew Gulak. I definitely would have had Drew Gulak win if Jonathan Gresham did what would actually end up happening, but I've had Gresham winning that match. And Chad Gable against Hook. <laughs> We've had Chad Gable win. I'm down for all four of those. Yeah, these are just really good, like the pure rules, just more map-based wrestling. I thought those eight guys all fit the bill. And then that will lead into the Fatal 4 match on night two, which we'll get to. Uh, War Games, which essentially is Blood and Guards, but it's called War Games because War Games is a better name. But it's got the style of, War, of uh, Blood and Guards. So I prefer the, I prefer the match that uh, AEW has, but I prefer the name that WWE has. So it's just a blending of the two. Uh, on the Babyface team, we have John Moxley, Eddie Kingston, the War Raiders, Hanson and Rowe, and Dustin Rhodes, because Dustin is one of the forebears of the War Games uh, name, against the heel unit of Miro, Ethan Page, the Grizzled Young Veterans, and Jay Lethal. I like it. Yeah, just some guys that would be really good at beating the shit out of each other. And of course, you have the Babyface's win, because I would, I would have Moxley. Moxley's one of the top guys in AEW, one of the top guys in my promotion as well, so have him lead his team to victory. Maybe just like uh, tap out James Drake to the Bulldog choke, because I, I like the, um, the blood and guts variant of submit or surrender. No kidding falls in this match. So, Is Leaf yeah. Hold known for wrestling that kind of style? I'm he not has, super he duper familiar. He, he's, he's, he can be, more in the Ring of Honor side, he can be more aggressive. I was just trying to find a place. I think he was one of the biggest like heel names, which I didn't have another match for that I wanted to put in there. Because it was either that or he'd end up in another Battle Royal, which I'll talk about later on. But I thought that he was the best fit for that. I was actually toying up between him and Santos Escobar. Because hmm. I think that Santos could be a bit more gritty as well. But I thought Jay Lethal was the bigger name out of the two of them. Who's on the heel team again? It's Lethal, Grizzly Young Lethal. Veterans... Miro and Ethan Page. Okay, so Lethal wouldn't even necessarily be the leader of that because Miro takes charge. No, Miro. It's Miro's team against Moxley, so. Okay. In my mind. Uh, they're the main feud going into it, and they've been the main feud coming out of it as well, but I just thought, yeah, you want to have a War Games match. Uh, Six man tag team championships table elimination match. The New wow. Day. <laughs> the, new, the New Day versus the team of Pat McAfee and 2.0. <laughs> Oh my, oh. I love 2.0. I think they're so much fun. I think Pat McAfee would add so much because they're essentially like, they can be goofball heels and McAfee definitely fits that bill as well, but they can also wrestle very seriously as well. And the New Day are fun, but they also wrestle really well. So it'd be the best of both worlds. You can have a fun, 
pretty entertaining comedy driven feud but then that leads to a great match with table spots and i love six i don't think we see enough matches like this anymore i remember watching them back in the like in the uh, early ruthless aggression era and the late attitude era with the dudley boys just have the new day put pat mcafee in 2.0 through tables have it down to like um either big i'd, I'd say Big E against actually I wouldn't actually I'd have it against Woods and McAfee as the final two. Um Woods I'd have the New Days the six man tag team champions going into this, they retain. Woods puts McAfee through the table with uh like one of his running elbow drops. And yeah, just have the baby faces win. I think it'd just be a fun, entertaining match with a lot of like entertaining uh table bumps. You sold me on it. That's good. I really wish we could see the butcher uh 2.0 and uh, Pat McAfee together. That's fantastic. Yeah, definitely don't add the butcher. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, I quit match. Serena D versus Shayna Baszler. Yep. Cool. Just, again, just two women trying to... That are really, really good at putting on vicious submission holds and beating the shit out of each other. I don't even know if it would be like a baby face and a heel dynamic, really, because I think it's just like two women trying to prove each other, prove themselves... I'd have it as like a number one contenders for the Women's World Championship, which we'll talk about later. And I'd have uh, Shayna Baszler get a victory. Because Shayna's great. Even though I love Serena as well, I just have an affinity for the, the real Shayna Baszler. The Shayna yeah. that we haven't seen since December of uh, when she was in NXT and I lost the belt to Rhea Ripley. I got hope. I don't know. <laughs> now we do, yeah. Television Championship, two out of three falls match. CM Punk against Ricky Starks. Yep. CM Punk is the champion. Again, this is AEW against AEW. We haven't seen this match yet, so that's good. CM Punk comes in as the veteran champion, and it's almost like a bit of the NGF story. Punk is the babyface veteran champion. Ricky Starks is the hungry young heel. Basically, almost after he cut that promo, pretty much, he just he's after recognition. He wants this, this big break to come to him, and he gets it. He beats Punk by two falls to one. And that's his big moment. Punk shakes his hand afterwards. I think this would like launch a Ricky Stark babyface run with the title instead. And yeah, it would just be the pass a passing of the torch moment to a guy who shares a lot of Punk's traits in terms of his obviously his personality is different, but they're both excellent on the microphone, excellent wrestlers. So it it would be it would feel like that sort of moment. I'm and shocked that this is where Punk goes, but I like it. I can't say you know. Yeah. I had a lot. I had a lot of good big name options for big title matches so punk had to settle for being like a mid-card champion but and then night one headlined by the women's world championship jade cargill the champion undefeated of course with the baddies by her side which is uh in this universe is kiera hogan and diamante all right against becky lynch babyface the man becky lynch cool all right down for that and, and then, uh, even though I think there could be better, like, wrestling matches, I think for just pure star power, this was the, the obvious choice. Yeah. Looking at the roster you got right now, I mean, you were either going to go with either of those two against each other, or you got Bailey and Tony Storm, mm. kind of, and, yeah. And uh, have Becky Lynch win, Babyface gets to win, win the women's world title, hand Jane Cargill her first loss, similar to what she did to Ronda Rousey, just not with a really awkward pinning combination. It would actually just, you know tap her out to the disarmament. Yeah, that was the end of night one. Move on to night two. Uh, kickoff. Let's kick off with a Royal Rumble, shall we? <laughs> Royal Rumble on the kickoff? 
Yeah, exactly. Well, the, when you see the names involved, you'll know what it's a kickoff. Is it uh, like a Royal Rambo kind of thing? No, it's a, it, it's a it's a full Royal Rumble. It's a thirty man Royal Rumble, but with one minute intervals. It'll be like one of the. It'll be the quick Royal Rumble. Like it will take up the entirety of the kickoff show, pretty much. But it's uh, Akira Tozawa, Alan Angels, again, no longer part of AEW, but again, that's never here nor there. Alex Reynolds, Angelico, Apollo Crews, Austin Gunn, Bodie Hayward, Brandon Cutler, Colt Cabana, Colton Gunn, Cruz Del Toro, Damon Kemp, Dave Mastiff, Eddie Dennis, Idris Nofe, Fuego Del Sol, Ikemen Jiro, Jack Stars, Fucking Wild, John Silver, Kip Sabian, Lee Johnson, Malik Blade, Mansour, Primate, Ridge Holland, Shaw Samuel, Sean Dean, Tony Nice, and your winner, Pat McAfee. <laughs> You're Pat on McAfee. Pat McAfee trade. I love it. Pat McAfee, bitter about losing that match, manages to wrangle his way into the get the thirty spot in the Royal Rumble match, and he gets a late entry number. He's able to sneak in and win, even though he's like all taped up from the taking that ladder bump, not taking that uh, table bump from earlier. And yeah, that's an opportunity for the he'll be the first man to challenge uh, Ricky Starks for the television championship. I'm down for it. <laughs> Yeah. Is that happening like on this card? No, no, uh, that's a further down the line. Same with Tiffany, Tiffany Stratton when she when we find out who she's going to be facing for the uh, the women's mid card title. Uh, then we just have a fun little draw for tag team match: best friends, the Coffee Brothers, and Top Flight. So, yeah, these are three good teams. Just put them against each other, see what they can do. I just have the best friends win because I think they're the most established team out of all of them. You'd have like the high flyers against the more grounded map based wrestlers against the like just jack of all trades, really, with the best friends. So, yeah, it'll just be a fun. And Rob has Wolfgang, so you couldn't do three on three. In Why? What the fuck is wrong with me? <laughs> I wasn't I wasn't planning on doing that anyway. I would have probably kept Wolfgang in the Royal Rumble if I was. I, I'm sure this is highly entertaining for the regulars, but no, I'm being serious. Like, why do I have Wolfgang? Let's see what what number pick was Wolfgang was, for you. He was pretty low down for you. Wolfgang was your ninety second pick out of. Uh, who, who was who's that compared to our one? It was your ninety second out of one hundred and fifteen. Um, that was the same as Callum picking Dave Mastiff and me picking Mace. That's about on on par. All right, at least that's not that bad. But you yeah. you did pick a. Guru Raj and A Kid and Reggie above Wolfgang. I think you probably would still, except maybe Guru Raj. Yeah, I, I think by Guru Raj. Oh, Guru Raj, yeah. I mean, Guru. With Guru Raj, I, I would move down. I will pick Wolfgang over Guru Raj, definitely. I, yeah, um, I'd pick Wolfgang over all of them. <laughs> uh, then we have our Pure Championship Fatal Four Way Elimination match for the Pure Championship. Just Gable, Gresham, Dunn, and Wheelie Utah. I'd have Chad Gable win because I'm a huge fan of Chad Gable. And yeah, that's basically it, really. Just four excellent wrestlers having an excellent elimination match. I kind of put it akin to like the, um, there's that match from like the first pay per view of TNA where it was Styles against Loki against Jerry Lynn. Jerry, uh, yeah, Jerry Lynn and. Was it Psychosis? Guy. Yeah, Psychosis, yeah. That fatal four way elimination match where essentially a guy was, it wouldn't be exactly the same as that, but it would be like, Two guys in the ring. If someone exits the ring, another guy enters the ring, and it just goes elimination until then. And there'll only be two guys in the ring at any one time. That's my uh, mindset for this one. Just so it stays within some kind of bounds of a pure 
wrestling match, even though there's four people involved. Uh, then we have Money in the Bank ladder match. More gimmicks. <laughs> uh, Pack, Ricochet, Buddy Matthews, Swerve Strickland, Mr. Lee, Santos Escobar, Kanusuke Takeshita, and your winner, Shelton Benjamin. Oh, Hell yeah. yeah. Shelton Benjamin. Hell, yeah, Shelton Benjamin should win Hell yeah. match. Yes. If not just for the sentimental pick of it, I like that. Booker of the Year, Callum Wiggins. Let's go. Let's. <laughs> and yeah, just the money is that match. Like these eight guys are all great wrestlers. Like Takeshita's more of like the, the physical, like bigger guy that's in the match. But all the rest of them are all high flyers. They could all do really cool stuff with ladders. And yeah, just have Shelton Benjamin win because it's mainly sense mentality. But Shelton Benjamin was like a forebear of the money in the bank match. He deserves to win at least one. Even in the fantasy world. Um, Survivor Series Elimination Tag Team Match. <laughs> uh, women's side things for this one. So that essentially, this is the uh, the equivalent of the War Games one. Just just elimination tag rules. Uh, Hillside, Piper Niven, B Priestley, Jamie Hayter, Mercedes Martinez, and Nyla Rose against Tony Storm, Chris Statlander, Roxanne Perez, Nikki Cross, and Rico. And I said Nikki Cross, yes, because it's not going to be Nikki Sh. Yeah, because fuck that. And, and yeah, you said Piper like, Evan instead of Dewdrop, because why exactly, would you pick Dewdrop? Yeah. And yeah, so it's just like a lot of... I, I liked the heel team, because I thought they're just like... There's a lot of kick-ass women in there. And the baby faces just kind of pick themselves, really. just like a lot of the traditional underdogs. And Chris Statlander, who's more the the guy, the, the woman that can go more toe-to-toe with a lot of the bigger people in the match, like Piper and Nyla. And I'd have the heel team win, probably with um, Jamie Hayter as Soul Survivor. So I think there's... Again, it's more untapped potential, but I think that Jamie Hayter would be a really big deal and someone that I'd like to push quite heavily. Tag Team Championship, FTR against Mustache Mountain. Yeah, buddy. Because they don't have to be broken up in my team, in my in my universe, and they're an awesome tag team, and I think they would... I, I'm so looking forward to potentially seeing their revival against them at some point, but they never got around to doing it, so I'd want to do FTR, which, uh, which is an upgraded version on the revival against Mustache Mountain. Because love Tyler Bate, love Trent Seven. I think this match would be very traditional, awesome tag team rules. And no I'd way that this wouldn't be a good match. Yeah. I'd have FTR as the heels, even though they're so good at baby faces right now, it'd be hard to do so. But I think the Tyler Bate just works well as a great baby face, and I think they'd just have a great match against each other with those um, with those dynamics. And FTR wins, right? Yeah, FTR retains the title, yeah. Coming as champions, retain the titles. So this is one that you, people might not expect. Might have expected for me as my world title match, but it's just a bitter rivalry dog collar match. MJF against Brian Danielson. Hmm. They're two people that was I felt were so big they didn't need the world title. And I, and I think that the whole journey with MJF in AEW so far has been, he doesn't need the title, but you're always just captivated by the MJF story. And this would just be MJF the young punk, not CM Punk obviously, he's on the other night, but he's the young, braggadocious, vindictive bastard that just pries into all of Brian Danielson's flaws and the veganism and like all that, all that stuff. But essentially he just tears Brian Danielson, new one. Brian Danielson can always, like, he can fire back as well as anyone. He's a great promo. He says that he's going to take MJF to teach him a lesson in this match, just be vicious, a lot of submission holds, like using the bell lock with the dog collar chain. 
essentially, I just think it's going to be the MJF Punk match, but with, because Danielson, I think, is the best wrestler in the world, it would be an even more, even better match if that's possible. And I'm, but this time I'd have MJF get victory because one thing that Brian Danielson knows what to do is to do the job when it's a big, like, it's a hot young star he's facing. So, yeah, I'd have MJF get the victory. It wouldn't be a case of, like, earning his respect, but, like, Danielson would grudgingly say that MJF is great coming out of the back of this. MJF could be propelled forward towards the world title. And, yeah, just think this would be an awesome match. I'm shocked you didn't go with a different one, but I'll talk about that in a moment. <laughs> uh, my um, women's mid-card title, I've taken back the name that I t- took from my... Uh, WWE all-time roster card, the Liberty Championship. I just like the name of it. Yeah, I was going to say, you've played on that a lot. I like it. Yeah. Uh, it's Hell in a Cell. Bailey against Hikaru Shida. Because I think yeah. Bailey does some really good Hell in a Cell matches. And I think she's had like, I don't know if she's had like one or two. I know she's had the match with Sasha Banks, which I really like. But I think she gets really inventive and creative. And also she could be someone who can be super aggressive against Shida. I think Sheeta would thrive in this environment as well. And yeah, I'd have Sheeta get the victory, beat Babyface, she beats Baby the Heel. And yeah, I just think it'd just be a really, really good match. I think these are the two like solid workers against Becky Lynch and Jay Cargill. Like this is the more I don't say work rate match, but it's probably gonna be the better match out of the two of them, if not the name that has the most the, the match that has the most marquee value. Yeah, I, I love this. I would watch this. I'd watch this entire card, but like this match in particular is something I would love to see. Can't go wrong and, with Bailey against Sheeta. Yeah. And then your main event for the World Heavyweight Championship. Walter, your champion. Walter. I said Walter. <laughs> it's Walter. Against Hangman Adam Page. Yeah. So I, I love Hangman. I think Hangman's great. So I'm seeing some themes here. You like your Walter as world champion <laughs> in event. I'm surprised it wasn't Walter Danielson. That's where I thought it was going to be, yeah. I get that was it. One I, that's one I originally had, and then I was thinking about doing Page against MJF. So I thought that makes sense, because even though we've seen that match, we haven't seen it in a while, and they're in, t- in two different completely landscapes. Like, they're in a completely different like, plane now between the two of them. Like They're in completely different stages in their careers. But I thought... Well, Danielson could get a lot out of MJF, and I think that would be a better match. And then Walter against Paige. Like, Paige is great as being like, a baby face in peril. Walter would just beat the shit out of him, but Paige would just refuse to go down. Just keep fighting, keep fighting, keep fighting. They would have some really cool spots against each other. I just think, yeah, I just think that Walter, like, Paige is the perfect guy for Walter to essentially unleash all of his offense on and just not have him go down for the freak out and then um, another part of it was also the fact that if brian danielson faced walter danielson would lose because that's what danielson does whereas i wanted the baby face to win and even though i now have the decision in that in these matters i would still have page be the baby face to get the victory in the end so so yeah i would have page beat walter great main event to close off the two nights of the show and yeah that's my card i uh... First of all, I love your thought process. It's like with Tony, I know that Tony's going to have some good matches because there's some that are just too glaringly obvious to not book. But like with you, I know that you're going to put some real thought 
into okay, if I'm telling a story here, what do I want to tell? So I, I just love your mentality when it comes to booking. So if we're looking back on these cards, uh, we should might as well just start with Callum's. Uh, your favorite and your least favorite. Um, I would say my favorite of them, the one I would be the most interested in watching, would probably be the dog collar match between MJF and Brian Danielson. Although there's plenty of matches. Like, I mean, I'm not going to turn down Dragunov versus Yuta, for instance. The least favorite one... I think uh, in the grand scheme, I'd probably go that triple threat tag team match between best friends, coffees, and top flight. Yeah, that's a little far away. I can understand that one. I would say that my favorite on this on his entire two cards is probably the either the Liberty Hell in a Cell for night two or the two out of three falls on night one. Just because like I don't think about it like that like i wouldn't have thought punk ricky starks i would have tried to shoehorn punk danielson or something that's a little more obvious i i just appreciate the thought process i love the idea of having a tournament in the middle of a show i think i did that once for one of mine and that's another great idea i would say my least favorite from you is probably the either the Triple their tag or the Royal Rumble, while fun, is a little silly. But I oh, get yeah. it. It's a bunch of nobodies. Yeah, absolutely. That was mainly just due to the fact that I wanted to get everyone on the card. And I thought, well, instead of just having two Battle Royals, like, let's get them up a little bit and just make one of them a Casino Battle Royal and one of them a Royal Rumble. So, yeah, I know that there's not a lot of self self hair in that match. Yeah, but then again, you got Pat McAfee coming in as the uh, surprise win. Mm. So it's kind of like, you know, fuck all those guys. This was the one that's really going to win. So that makes sense, too. Yeah, I was I was super happy with my card once I finished with it. Like, I, I, I didn't, I, I just was, I, I was changing things up until like a couple of like days ago that I just felt that, yeah, it all came together the way that I really wanted it to. Looking back on Rob's, my favorite would be Omega and Styles, but Mysterio and Allen creeps up on that. My least favorite, oh, you know, there's also Ziggler and Jungle Boy, that's really good too. Uh, least favorite, probably Nathan Fraser against Lee Moriarty. Wow, well, I mean, well actually, I'll let, I'll let Calum go first, and then I'll critique my own card. I, I'm I'm I would like that TLC match. That looks like a lot of fun. I think the one that I'd be most excited about is Mysterio Allen. But obviously, Omega and Styles and the women's title match would be very high up there as well. Uh, least looking forward to, I'd say that six-person tag match. Yeah, that's one of the other. That's that or the Fraser and Moriarty. Yeah, that doesn't do anything. I mean, I'd actually quite like fighting against Moriarty, but. The, the six-person tag, Brown against the Go-Go, um, that 10-man tag. Yeah, so for me, it's... On, it's honestly, the, the, the one that I think could be good, but I'm wary of is Rousey against Sam Zam as well. Yeah, I would need to see her in a singles capacity. Um, it's For me, it's that 10-man tag. It's like, I, I just... 
genuinely, I think I told Tony this when we were done with the recording yesterday. I was like, I'm looking at, I looked at this card. What did I do here? <laughs> so it's that 10 man tag for me. My most favorite is, of course, the TLC. Like, I think that'd be a lot of fun. I think it's a shame that guys like Edge and Christian were done with TLCs by the time that they kind of became these more free-for-all and you didn't have to build everything around pulling a belt down. And I think that that would have been a really good match. Also, I just love the idea of the the uh, Kenny Omega AJ Styles because that should have happened. And the fact that it didn't pisses me off. <laughs> now, uh, going back over to my card, what are you guys thinking? So, again, there's a lot of matches to choose from here. I remember I mean, those uh, those ones that are on the, the third tier thing that they don't really even count. <laughs> it's yeah, just... no, that's like, because it's obviously Tiger Turan versus... Tiger. Yeah, that's the one that would be like, you know, who really fucking cares in the world about that? Um, on the main card, I would say that and there's a few that don't really thrill me. So I, I'm not saying they'll be bad matches by any stretch, but I'm not super keen on Guevara versus The Miz. Obviously, uh, I get a similar thing with Cage and Dijakovic, just because I'm not into Brian Cage and the uh, the Mean Girls match. Again, just feels like a bit filler. But in terms of really good matches, Oscar against the Ashurai would be a high up one. Obviously, the uh, Banks against Baker and the Triple Threat Ladder match. Rollins against Champa would be great as well. And but the ones that really bring up on the uh. Bobby Lashley in Powerhouse Hobbs and Orange Cassidy versus Sami Zayn. Those are the matches I'd be like, yeah, I'm really down to seeing those matches. So for me, like, I get what you're doing, but I'm also like, God, when you have a card, when you have a roster like this, not everybody needs to get on the card. I don't know if you need all these women in the Mean Girls match. Like, you know, I, I don't know if I would necessarily have a lot of faith in DeVille and Ivy Nile. I like the faith that you showed in them. But I think for me, the one that I could just do without is that Mean Girls match. Even though I do have a lot of similar traits, it's just like, God, there's some of them that, you know, do you really need uh, Fallon Henley on the card when you've got, like, the best of the best of the best? You know, it's same thing with, like, like, okay, does Keanu James and Tatum Paxley need to be a championship match? But that's just me talking, like, in August 2022. That's not to say that, you know, maybe you won't be like, oh, my God, Keanu James and Tatum Paxley, of course. But as I'm looking at it now, that's the vibe I get. The best thing you've done here is probably either Asuka and Io, or I really like the Powerhouse Hobbs, other Ashley, because that's... That's so good. I think my favorite things outside of just like some of the more obvious ones like uh, Banks and Baker, Cassidy and Zane was one of the ones that I was the most excited about. I just can't imagine that that would be anything other than awesome. Would really be into Owens and Lee. The Riddle and Jericho thing really sparked some interest in me. And... Uh, I really liked, of course, that um, that triple threat ladder match because you can't go wrong with that. But those are our cards, and 
you know, whether you uh, you like certain ones, you dislike certain ones or whatever, let us know who you think had the best pay-per-view lineups, whatever you want to, you know, if it's one more multiple pay-per-views or whatever it is, and um, what your other suggestions would be, let, them, let us know that in the comments below. Uh, keep that in mind with all the different people that we have. You can see on the screen here that these are what we're working with. You can't just, you know, cross over between them. I think that Mako should fight uh, Bailey. Be like, all right, well, one's on Rob's team, one's on Callum's team, you know. But we will eventually do an ultimate roster breakdown and maybe make some adjustments along the way if new people are signed or, you know, somebody like an AQA who's not there anymore. Not that she probably would have made our ultimate card anyway, but still, you know, we could look at certain people and be like, all right, you know, we're not going to put this person in there, that kind of thing. We'll do that somewhere down the line, maybe uh, closer to like Survivor Series or something if we want to do the whole like roster versus roster kind of idea. And um, I might have a comment below of other alternative ideas for Callum's card and Rob's card if I get a chance to do that. Let's see if I get the opportunity. But if you're listening to this like a week from now on like the 10th or so of August, then check out what we've done in the past. That superstar scores Ric Flair. But next week, I'm assuming <laughs> we will be having the Mount Rushmore and top rope list of UK WWE superstars. We're going to record that in advance too. And we'll have some hot tags. We'll have some other things that we'll be talking about. So um, yeah, keep that going. And like and follow and share and do all that good stuff that you do over on smart out moment. Same thing you do for fanboysanonymous.com. And on top of that, if you want to help us out on the monetary side of things, when it comes to this stuff, whether it's smart out moment or it's the fanboys anonymous stuff, it's all the same red bubble and T public merchandise. You got Patreon for both. You get the join button on both of those YouTube channels. You get the same stuff as the Patreon. So on fanboys it's the bonus features instead of the dark cast but it's still just a bonus podcast both have the pick your poison tier both have the little thanks button so you know a little bit of spare change can go a long way in making sure that we do certain things and the pick your poison tier specifically means that we will do the thing that you're requesting unless it's something a little bit too crazy but we'll always let you know in advance and try to work something out and uh you know anything that you guys do like that is greatly appreciated but over on the fanboys anonymous stuff and over on the smart Cow moment stuff you'll all find that under a mango tree go to amangotree.com and follow me at tony mango and see what else i'm up to rob yeah follow me everywhere at dude felice especially fightful.com fightful select uh, wrestlezone i'm really everywhere most importantly follow dude felice i am working every day with kate hensler for my website so that's coming and i hope to just have some really cool stuff going in the future because i would love to be able to do more of these in an even grander scale and things like that are something i want to do down the line Cal? so you can find me on twitter at wigmaster 14 check out all the stuff that's going out on the smart moment website but make a beeline for the power rankings my week to week contribution which goes up every single saturday and there of course you'll find the fantasy league as well including if you go to www.fantasyleague.com check out the latest standings see who's climbing up the ranks see who's picking up points for their teams and yeah that's it for me you know what i'd like to do at some point a live mock draft That'd be kind of fun to get people involved and be like, you know, uh, they can analyze the picks in the comments and be like, oh, this person hasn't picked a, 
you know, enough people in the tag team division or something like that. Maybe kind of fun. Maybe we'll do that for our next like draft draft thing. You know what I'd like to do at some point? The locomotion. <laughs> um yeah that's it uh we did all the plugs we've talked about everything we need to talk about and now it's up to you guys leave those comments and do we will see <laughs> yeah do the locomotion <laughs> yourself <laughs> we'll see you next time everybody this has been another smart out moment and we are being counted out Bye.